Hello, hello, singles. It's another Big Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Robbie. How have you been this week? Today, our podcast is about intimacy, the fourth principle in our Motivate series. To whom are you spending most of your time with? Are you able to influence them with your Christian life? Let's hear more about intimacy as Brother Paul Devera tells us how we can influence others effectively and efficiently. Amen and amen. Truly, we should build our lives on our firm foundation and that firm foundation is Jesus Christ. Sa Kanya po tayo kukonekta. We will connect with Him and we will be intimate with Him and we will grow in this spiritual journey with Him. Why don't we open with a word of prayer? Father God in heaven, we glorify You and we thank You for once again bringing us together for Big Fridays. We thank you, Lord, not just for the singles in CCF Center, but more importantly, Lord, the singles all around the world. That we thank you, Lord, that there's this occasion, this pandemic, that although it has been wreaking havoc in the world and in our lives, we see some fruits, Panginoon. And it's your faithfulness that's being highlighted by this event. Even during the pandemic, Panginoon, we can still come to you. We can still depend on you. And there's nothing more we would ever want than just to be intimate with you, than just to be close to you, O God. We pray that you be with us tonight. And Lord, as we begin, I pray also that you take over my heart. I surrender to you my heart and my mind. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me, O God, so that your word will be preached tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing opportunity that you have given and that you have entrusted to me. May we all be ministered to by your word and by your Holy Spirit. And we pray all of these in Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Welcome po sa Big Fridays. We greet the singles all around the world. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Joke lang. We greet all the singles all around the world sa Pilipinas po. Uh, sa mga kababayan po namin, maayong, maayong gabi eh, sa inyong tanan. Sa mga friends po namin in the other countries. Although I can't speak your language, I know you're speaking in English there. So good evening or good morning to those of you who are watching us on the other side of the world. It is a pleasure for, for me to be with you and with all those people commenting in the live stream at this point. Welcome po sa inyong lahat and actually welcome din to me for uh, joining Big Fridays tonight. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. Sabi ko nga, thank you Pastor Ikoy for the trust and uh, this wonderful privilege that you have given to me. We are on our series, like the series that we're doing in, in Sunday, no? And it's called Motivate, Influence for Lasting Impact. And we're talking about influence. Bakit ba napakahalaga ng influence? You know, as singles, we run the world. Who run the world? Singles. <laughs> Joke lang. Totoo yan. Diba? Pag pinagtaka mo, you, you, ask, the, you ask the people, uh, the leadership in the church, for example, what role does, do singles play in the church? And you see singles in various parts of ministry. You have them in tech. You have them in on stage, singing, 
preaching, di ba? You have them behind the scenes, marketing, and all these things. Kaya sobrang halaga po ng singles sa movement ng Panginoon. And I hope you see that. And I hope that during this time that we run the world, you're intimate with the Lord. The topic for tonight is pursue intimacy with God and others. Pursue intimacy with God and others. My question to you, be ready as you listen. What comes into your mind the f- if you hear intimacy, the word intimacy, what comes into your mind? Can you, can you put that in the comment box below? Oh, okay. Intimacy. Anong naiisip ninyo? Pag nasabi yung salitang intimacy. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mukhang uh, nahihiya pa sila. Oh, yung iba. I saw that. You deleted that. <laughs> medyo lang. Pag intimacy, medyo sensitive tayong singles jan. Bakit? You know, as singles, it's one one thing that we would always want to have. We want to have intimate relationships. We, have, we want to have close relationships. But on the other hand, intimacy can also be something that we avoid. Because when we become so intimate, we become vulnerable. We become weak. And then when we get so weak in the knees and we can hardly speak, and we lose all control. Komenta ba kayo? Medyo ganun po ang effect ng intimacy. Kaya itatama po natin ang ating perspective. And we want to start off with a principle. Something that we've learned from Pastor Peter and in the book, Motivate. The principle of intimacy is this. Sabi po dito, the closer the relationship, the greater the influence. The closer the relationship, the greater the influence. So you have to ask, what does intimacy play in this scene? No? Intimacy means closeness. It means uh, such level of connection. Diba? And if you are close to someone, you have a greater chance at influencing that person. Ano pong ibig sabihin ng being close to them? We are social creatures. Lalo na po dito in the singles ministry. We also know that we are very different people. Social groups can be influenced easily. But you see, whenever we, because we're singles and we are horde people, not, we, we, we tend to move in groups. Sobrang halaga po ng intimacy for our life stage. And the truth of the matter is this. The quality of the relationship determines the weight of our influence. If the quality of the relationship that we have with a person is in maximum level, maximum level of quality, then it will mean that the relationship is heavier, more important, more valid. Diba? Weight of our influence is dependent on the quality of our relationship. Let me talk to you about my childhood. This is me. Ito po ako, nung childhood, nung childhood ako. Nung child po ako. I was greatly influenced by my mom growing up. We spent more time and most of my attitude 
towards my studies and my relationships all sprung from what I picked up from my mom. So eventually po, my study habits, my goals, my aspirations and plans, my attitude to the things, and even my quirkiness in front of people, I got all of these from my mother. I got it from my mom. <laughs> but later on, I was given the chance to be close to my father as well. Sometimes I would say it came late in the ball game, But I was able to get a few but crucial things in my relationship with my father. I learned from him things like hard work or dedication or loyalty, even patience. So I learned all these things from, from my parents. And I, I thank God that even if I come from a broken family, I was able to get the best of the best <laughs> before they even separated. So at least meron po akong pinagpapasalamat kay God. I'm really thankful to God for that. But you see, our influences, especially tayo po sa singles, you very well know that it's not just the family. It's not just the parents. It's not just your siblings. It is many things around this world that can actually influence you and change the direction of your life. Either take it to better places or it could derail the direction of your life. That's why we were reminded in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33. Sabi po dyan, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Even if you have good morals, even if you have good behavior, good attitude, even if you remembered memory verses when you were a kid, if you are exposed to bad company, or to people who can actually influence you in the wrong things, it will derail the direction of your life. Pastor Peter said, who you are closest with will have the greatest impact in your life. Kung kanino po kayo pinaka-close. So if you're really close to your cell phone, you will be a cell phone. If you are really very close to your food, eh di magmumukha ka rin pong pagkain. If you are very close with Facebook, di ba? Face mo na lang lahat ang nasa Facebook. Kung close na close kayo ng ML, o oh, edi mag-ML ka na forever. Kayo na. Kung kanino po tayo pinaka-close, yun po yung pinaka-magi-impact sa buhay natin. And many things can influence us. But tonight, I want to remind us of the most important relationship that we should have intimacy with because from that relationship, it will cascade down to others. The greatest example that I could think about, maraming Bible characters, but one character for me stood out, and that is Moses. Let's read a bit of the history. You know the, you know the drill. Moses took the, the Israelites out of Egypt and he was the de facto leader of this chosen people, this chosen race. And as he was going through the wilderness experience, what did Moses uh, experience? Bad things, diba? Kasi marami pong reklamo yung mga tao and he's, he, he, he just can't control the people. The people started worshiping, forming other gods and he was just so so annoyed at them that he wanted to surrender every, everything already. He wants to throw the towel in. And here's what he said in Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. He said, 
See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Technically, he's saying, wala naman akong kasama, Lord. Hindi ko naman to kayang mag-isa. Ikaw ang kailangan ko. Moreover, you have said, and this is what God has said to him. He said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. See the confidence? The confidence of Moses is in the promise of God that he knows him and that he has found favor in his sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your way so that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And then God answered him. He said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. It's just a wonderful picture because I know I know you know that the word know is really very important. In the Hebrew language, the word know is translated as yada. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Not that yada. It's a real word, yada. The idea of knowing in the ancient Hebrew thought is similar to our understanding of knowing, but it is more personal and intimate. So when we say, I know that person, you can know that person because you know the person's name. But the context of the word yada is so intimate that when Moses claimed that God called him and that he knows God and that he wants God to know him also and he wants that intimate relationship with them, what it actually means is for God to really know and see and be with Moses in this journey. That is an intimate relationship. And you can see very well that Moses was asking for God's abiding presence. God's abiding presence. How do we make sure that we will be intimate with the Lord? Okay? Ito po ang first point natin. We have to be intimate with the Lord first. We have to be intimate with the Lord first. Like Moses, we have to yearn and ask, Lord, please, wag po kayong lalayo sa akin. Lord, please, if you go, I don't want to stay. But if you're, you stay, I don't want to go. I just want to be with you. Every day, make that your prayer. And when you do that, you will be sure that when you become intimate with other people, when you become close, because the word intimate means be close. When you become close with other people, with your family, your disciples, your friends, you will be sure that what you are going to cascade to them are things that are from the Lord. We, people have to see righteousness in us. People have to see us as good examples. And then open communication. We have to learn to listen. We have to learn to, to, to really speak with people and not just speak, but hear them from the heart. And then we also learned about the value of time. Diba? That time is of the essence. That time actually opens doors for relationships to be better. And now we're talking about intimacy. 
Papano po ngayon tong intimacy na to? You know very well that there is a biological intimacy. Diba? That's for the family. Pero meron din pong experiential intimacy and emotional intimacy. Ito pong mga bagay na to, you can get that from your relationships. Family, discipleship, church family. If you don't have a perfect family, you will have a good relationship. For example, God would provide you good relationship in the church, in your small group, in your Big Fridays breakout. And that, that, that space, you can access emotional intimacy, you can access experiential intimacy as well. But the real goal is for these two E's, emotional and experiential, to build on the spiritual intimacy. How does emotional and experiential intimacy work in the context of singles? Let's hear from some very special guys in my life. Let's hear from some of my disciples who are actively volunteering in Big Fridays. Good evening, everyone. Our D12 started last 2018, and I was the first of the few members in the group. Starting out, our leader, Paul, modeled serving in ministry which was his full-time work, serving in big, and to our own D12. And that serving in ministry is the desired outcome from our obedience to God. As early as that time, even if we were only four in the group, Paul encouraged us to serve. As the Lord allowed us to grow in numbers, he placed brothers in the group who, saw, who show evident obedience to his call to serve, two of which are my brothers, Josh and Kevin who are also actually serving in BIG. Our brothers are open and transparent with their joys and struggles in the ministry. In every D12 session, they encourage us to either serve, strategize how can, we, how can we serve effectively, and pray with us about our plans if we, if we have that desire to serve. Through these intimate moments, I was encouraged to serve, and eventually during that time, I became a big Big Fridays facilitator. Today, I praise God that most of our members are now serving in ministry, whether it be in big, their families, or handling their own D-groups. Encouragement and rebukes are always present as, they also, as, as we also practice open communication within the group, even outside our D12 time. And prayer will be always the first to be offered before practical advices. Thanks, Bob, for sharing. For me, at first, I was hesitant to open up my past and current struggles to the group as I have this feeling that people will judge me. But as time goes by, I was able to see that our D12 is very vulnerable in sharing their own struggles and on how the Lord really helped them grow. I've also seen how our D group leader, Paul, modeled vulnerability to us about his problems, trials, and even sharing his victories. Because of this intimacy, I can say, that I can freely open up, share my struggles to our small group, and being able to grow in my relationship with Jesus. Today, by His overflowing grace, God also entrusted to me a group of men whom I pray for and lead towards Christ by being vulnerable with my struggles, even my heartaches, failures, and victories that help me build intimacy with my deep group and become more and more like Jesus. Indeed, we learn and still learning about the importance of vulnerability in small group. 
it bonds us and allow us to trust one another and the assurance that it is a safe place where it encourages us to put things in the light and not keep our sins in the shadow. As one family, we fight our battles together, like soldiers standing in the front line. Thank you, Josh. For me, one of the blessings of being part of a discipleship group is accountability. Before, I really placed utmost value in individualism and would rather solve my problems alone. But as I grew in the faith, the more that I realized the value of praying, caring, and being accountable with each other. My D group has been my spiritual family through ups and downs. I have shared with them moments of joy and victories, as well as moments of weaknesses and defeat. Consistent accountability has been a means of God to protect me in my life. I am blessed to be surrounded by men who do not tol tolerate me when I sin, but would lovingly rebuke me and pray for me. These men never grow weary of reminding me to fix my eyes on Jesus and to be obedient on God's will. Our D-Group accountability is not limited by once-a-week sessions nor by transactional messages in the group chat, but this flows through intentionality in building relationships as we help each other pursue Christ-likeness. Genuine accountability within the context of a Christ-centered discipleship group not only helped me to grow spiritually, but also to keep my passion for the ministry and discipleship. Today, by God's grace, I am blessed to be used by Him to lead a group of men who also constantly reach out, pray for one another, encourage one another, and support one another within an environment of love, humility, and grace. My name is Bobby Mentiso. My name is Josh Montades. And I am Kevin Benico. We are blessed to experience intimacy in the context of a discipleship group. All glory to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Josh, Bob, and Kevin. Thank you for sharing your lives. And thank you for also sharing with us. I just want to tell you that in discipleship, you can get close intimacy, close relationship. Kung hindi perfect ang family niyo, but it's not a substitute, okay? You really have to work out your uh, your relationships with the family, because that's entrusted to you as well. But second thing that we have to remember is we have to stay connected. The influence that we will all pass on, the actions that we will say, or the attitude, or the convictions, uh, what we share to others is what we get from whoever ministers to us properly. So that in that idea, we have to make sure we are cascading things that are from the Lord. And one of the great things that I've learned from Jesus Christ is His heart for the lost. He did not just connect with His disciples. Remember, His disciples were imperfect people. He had a Judas in His D-group. It's not called D-group, but you get the point, right? He had a zealot in his discipleship group. But Jesus was just really so intentional. And beyond the 12 disciples, what did Jesus do? Jesus went near, even to the enemies, even to the people who are unwanted and rejected. Jesus brought himself closer even to these people. That's what Jesus did. He ministered to people and then He would say, go and sin no more. He would say, go in peace. For people who are struggling, 
for people who, who have great guilt in their hearts, Jesus would tell them, go in peace. I have healed you. I have, your sins have been forgiven. Go in peace. Go and sin no more. That's the kind of intimacy that we should be pursuing. Such level of intimacy that has a direction. Merong patutunguhan. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 10, this is what the Apostle Paul said. However, at that time, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods. But now that you have come to know God, you see the word know appears again, and this time it's in the Greek language, or rather to be known by God, how is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? Paul was reinforcing the fact that you guys have been redeemed. You guys have been worked on, ministered to by, by the Holy Spirit, by the truth of Jesus Christ. So you have to live in close intimacy with Him. And that's what he's reminding them. To know God really means to be intimate with God, to be one with God. And that's what it means. Dito po sa Big Fridays, we stand as in a ministry, we call ourselves Big Fridays. It means be one with God. The greatest intimacy that we should be pursuing is our intimacy with God. Because when we're intimate with God, it translates to all other relationships in our lives. Mas tumitinu po tayo, mas nagkakadirection po tayo, at mas nagkakaroon po tayo ng purpose. We are able to impact other people's lives because we are intimate with God. And God has purpose for each and every one of us. Kaya yun po ang goal natin. Jesus' goal is also that. Uh, he, was, he used the Greek word ginosko also. The, it's the same nature as the, as the Hebrew word in the Old Testament. But this time, let's see what Jesus said. In John 14, verse 14 to 16, He said, I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Ibig sabihin po nito, if we are really with Jesus, we should know Him intimately. We should be close with Him. We should be always following Him because if you love me, you will obey my commandments. That what, that's what He said. Diba? And my own know me. If we are really of Jesus Christ, if we really belong to Him, we will always know what He would want, what He's pleased uh, with, and what He's not pleased with. Knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus Christ in our lives includes following His voice and following also His instructions. So, dapat kapag nandyan yung influences sa atin, bad influences, driving us back to sin, or driving us back to the things that are not pleasing to God, what do we do? We run near to God. We run away from the sin and we run near to God. We pursue God. One more thing. In this staying connected, it is very important that we do living for Jesus with one another. You know how important that word one another is? One another in Greek is alelon. 
Alelon is mentioned in the New Testament almost 100 times. And there are almost 100 verses saying, Love one another, forgive one another, understand one another, encourage one another. Bakit po? Because relationships are essential in our walk with the Lord. Relationships are essential in our walks with God. The third thing that I would want for us to remember is this. We have to care and build relevance in other people's lives. You know, I read a quote from Eric Barker and Melixa Demir. They said, companionship, simply doing things together, simply just going through things together, hand in hand, is the component of friendship that most makes us happy. They tried to interview and they tried to study how friendship actually makes people happy. And they discovered that what people wanted in friendships is really companionship. That there is someone they could walk alongside with. May makakasama po sila. The reason friends make us happy is that they make us feel that we matter. And that's what we have to remember. In ministry and even in our family as we minister to them, the most important thing to remember is this. We have to build connections with them that will make them feel very important. They are VIPs in your life. Ang problema po, minsan gusto natin lahat VIP. And we are limited. So what do we do? We attach ourselves to the source because that source is unlimited. If you are giving so much love to others, tapos hindi ka connected sa Panginoon, matutuyo ka, madidepress ka, mapapagod ka. But if you are connected with God, if you are intimate with God, you can give and give and give. You know, love is not love until it's given away. Uy, tumama. Love is not love until it's given away. And one thing you have to remember, relationships are fragile. Medyo kailangan po nating ingatan ang relationships. If we want to take care of our relationships, we have to understand that we play a role in maintaining the perfect balance of the relationships that God has entrusted to us. And if we ever hit the ground and experience conflicts and trials, it is incumbent upon us, the onus is on us, to pursue reconciliation. Matthew 5 verse 23 to 24 says this, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering in the altar, at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your offering there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. I want us to understand this phrase because many people miss out on this. There, remember that your brother has something against you. Meaning, you're not the one at fault. Okay? The brother has something against you. Siya ang may issue sa'yo. Diba? Usually, our reaction is, kung may issue ka sa'kin, kausapin mo ko. If you have an issue with me, you talk to me. I will not talk to you because I wouldn't know that you have an issue with me. But here, what it says is, you remember that your brother has something against you. May sama ng loob. Diba? 
feeling something, feeling a point of bitterness or something like that, you leave your offering there before the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother. You see that important level there? You need to be the one pursuing reconciliation. Pastor Peter taught us three important questions last Sunday. And these three important questions are, How have I hurt you? Will you forgive me? And how can I improve? You know, we have a story here in Big Friday. Somebody who will share about her story of reconciliation. Brothers and sisters, let's listen to the story of our sister, Pretzel Chang. Growing up in our family, I never really learned to use the words, I'm sorry, and I love you properly. The lack of these integral words of affirmation, the constant bickering, unresolved conflicts, hostility, and unforgiveness among members of our family made me feel that our home was not really one. I guess this was the reason for my outgoing nature. I would go out with my friends even if it meant disobeying my parents if it would help me run from a conflict at home. This goes the same for the rest of the family. We believe none of us will ever change. This is how I ended up not talking to my sister for two years and how our family stopped going to church together. Just when I thought it was too late for our family, I got invited by Deandra, a friend I met from a wedding party last January 2019, to attend the big series on the five love languages. That's where I met Ate CJ, who later became my discipler. Aside from joining Ate CJ's discipleship group, I also decided to go through the GLC training and regularly attend the CCF Sunday services, big, and friends ministries. And eventually, God impressed in my heart that my first ministry should be my family. It was a tough realization because I found my family really hard to love. All their imperfections and the times they have wronged me were imprinted in my memories and buried in my heart. But through my pain, God reminded me that love extends to all, even to those who are hard to love. He taught me that if I wanted to see change in others, I too had to change. He humbled me enough to look at myself in the mirror and see that the way I treated them also made it hard for my family to love me. I attended the Intercede Mid-Year Prayer and Fasting in CCF, where I fasted for the very first time for my family. I prayed for God to restore my relationship with them, especially with my sister. I honestly thought it was a long shot, but even with my little faith, God answered my prayer in ways that I would never have imagined. He showed me that no matter how small my faith is, He is so much greater than all my doubts, fears, worries, and unbelief. With my D-group leader's encouragement and guidance, I slowly learned to forgive my sister. We were able to make amends, set aside our differences, and restore our relationship. In fact, it's even better than before. We started doing fitness activities together and eventually, she just went to church with me without me having to invite her. She even attended the year-end prayer and fasting with me, where we prayed together for our family. Soon, 
She also learned to let go of all her hurts and forgive her mom after five years of not speaking to her. Through this, God revealed to me that in brokenness comes restoration and healing, all in His perfect timing. All I have to do is wait upon Him and to trust and obey. And indeed, restoration and healing began to happen in our family. My mom has become more prayerful and careful with her words. She also has more love in her heart for Papa, now that she has surrendered all her hurts before Jesus. Papa has learned to let go of his vices and focus more on restoring our family relationship. My brother also started attending a discipleship group again. Through the pandemic, God made a way for us to become more intimate as a family. We now attend weekly Sunday messages together and share what God has imparted to us and how we can apply these learnings in our daily lives. We also pray and fast together, attend Welcome Wednesdays, and join weekly Intercede every Friday. The Motivate series has also helped us discuss our unresolved conflicts as a family. Just last Sunday, we asked the question, how have I hurt you? And it was very humbling to learn how the things we are accustomed to doing are hurting the people around us unintentionally. What has transpired in my life has taught me that change is possible through our Almighty God. We are still far from a perfect family, but as Philippians 1 verse 6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God will indeed complete the work He has started in each and every one of us. To Him be all the glory. Praise God. Thank you. Maraming maraming salamat, Pretzel. And um, you know, I, I have fond memories <laughs> of your name. Diba? Nakakatawa if, you, um, if your name reminds you of childhood. Diba? Yung mga bata tayo, mahilig tayo sa, sa Pretzel. Pretzel. But Pretzel, praise God for what happened in the life story that you've shared. And praise God that you trusted Him through and through and even in that reconciliation process. Brothers and sisters, if you are asking, talaga ba? Kailangan ko ba talagang mag-reconcile? Is it really needed for us to patch up things? You need to look into this verse. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 to 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another. This is the opposite of what, you've, what we've read in verse 31. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Earlier in the earlier verses of chapter 4, it is, uh, we, we are given a wonderful reminder. We are called followers of Jesus and we are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that He has for us. And as believers, we should remember the heart of God, which is relationships. With all humility, gentleness, tolerance, we have to pursue reconciliation. When I say tolerance or when the Bible says tolerance, you don't say yes to sin. 
you don't say, okay, tumaging tolerant daw tayo, sige, pagbigyan natin ng pagbigyan. No. Out of your love for the person, you also have to redirect that person to a good route. Diba? The route that's pleasing to the Lord. And you need the help of the Holy Spirit. If you are not filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, your efforts will be put to waste. So remember, as you care for others, as you build connection with others, you think it, think about it this way. Lord, I cannot impact this person's life if the person doesn't see Jesus in me. Because that relationship with Jesus is the embodiment of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18 says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave us, He entrusted to us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself not counting their trespasses against them, and He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So if there's something in your heart today that you feel bitterness, that you feel anger, that you feel very indifferent towards a person, irritated towards a person, offended by the person, do the first move. And the first move is, you be the one to forgive. Because God, in His holiness, in the high standards of who He is, in the nature of God, never gave up forgiving and never gave up saying yes to when we draw near to His presence and we confess our sins to Him. He is always faithful and just. He is always faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If God is that merciful and gracious, who are we to withhold reconciliation, to withhold peace, to withhold all these good things from other people? Remember, we are to pursue intimacy with God and with others. And if we, our relationships are not right with God, the relationships that we will be pursuing outside the horizontal relationships, whether in family, whether in office, in school, or whatever, all these things will encounter failures, all these things will encounter challenges, and unless we are really intimate with God, we cannot impact. Unless we are really intimate with God, we cannot impact the lives of others for Jesus. So brothers and sisters, for those of you listening to us tonight, if this is your first time hearing about Jesus and the reconciling work that He has done, yes, that's what Jesus did. In His mercy, in His grace, He offered Himself a living sacrifice, the only sacrifice worthy, the only sacrifice acceptable. He paid for the penalty of our sins. And whether you like it or not, we have all sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The standards are high and nobody ever met it. And that's why we needed Jesus. That's why we needed His perfect holiness, His perfect kindness, His love and His grace. We needed Him. And if you've never surrendered your life to Him, 
I'd like for you to take this opportunity tonight. You can pray this simple prayer with me. It's not the prayer that saves. So let me be clear. It has to be real in your heart that you really want to surrender to God and say, Lord, ayoko ng mabuhay ng ganito. I really want to live for you. I want a purposeful life. I want a life that has great impact. And I couldn't have that, Lord, if I'm not surrendered to you. You humble yourself to God and you say, Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I did so many wrong things in the past. But Lord, I believe in the second chance or the third chance or the fourth chance that you're giving to me. Lord, I want to take you seriously this time. I want to be intimate with you. I want to acknowledge you as my personal Lord and my Savior. And when I call you Lord, it means Panginoon. I will not follow my own desires, but I will really just be inclined to you and your word and really get to know you more intimately. Panginoon, help me. Help me as I do that because I want this life to mean something, not just for myself, but for the glory and the purpose of the one who created this life. Lord, use me. For your glory. If you pray that prayer or something like that, I encourage you keep on growing. Do not stop. This intimacy with God doesn't stop after one night of listening about intimacy with God. This goes on and on and on, and there will be many temptations, many challenges that will bring you further and further away from God. And I've experienced that, but don't give up. You always draw near to God because He will draw near to you. Pursue intimacy with God so that we can pursue intimacy with others. Thank you for that inspiring discussion, Brother Paul. Thank you for reminding us to prioritize having a great relationship and a closer relationship with God. That way, we can respond accordingly to the challenges of life. This will also inspire and influence the people around us, especially when they see how we live victoriously for the Lord. Now we have prepared breakout questions which you can discuss with your family and friends to help you process more of your learning in today's message. The first question is this, who would you say are the most important people in your life? Who would you say are the people you are truly intimate with? What does this tell you about where your life's influence is being poured into. Our second question is this. To achieve maximum impact, we are to pursue intimacy with God and others. What are the typical issues blocking your relationships with God and with those that truly matter to you? And in what ways can you work on these issues in pursuit of having a closer relationship with God and others? Enjoy your breakout singles. Please don't hesitate to tap us up if you have any other prayer requests. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, B1G Ministry, on our Instagram page, B1 with God, no spaces, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, B1G Ministry. Till next time, God bless everyone.